Hey everyone, welcome to 121 in Flux, I am Peter, that is Connor, and we talk about movies on this show. Uh, often older films, although this one's not actually that old, because we have a new release coming up that we wanted to check out the previous films, Thor, and that is Thor. Uh, obviously Ragnarok, the third movie in the franchise, is coming uh, in a few weeks' time, but uh, we wanted to go back and check out the first one again, so... Here we are. Uh, also, apologies, we missed a week. For the first time, I think, since we started the show, we actually skipped a week last week. Yeah. It was not planned. It was not intentional. We we were actually were meant to do this last week, but uh, things got in the way. Uh, Honestly, I'm kind of amazed we've gone... You know, we, we did a good nine months you know, without missing a week. I'm shocked. I mean... I just expected us to, to screw up sooner, basically. I, 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 I don't trust our ability. I don't trust your ability. That's fair. It was my fault. It was your fault. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to all this. Oh, I'm surprised it took us this long. No, no, no. I'm surprised it took you this long <laughs> to screw <laughs> Look, up. It was only a matter of time until one of us screwed up. It just happened to be me first. Let's be fair. Eight times out of ten, it's you. Seven. Fine, seven times out of ten. <laughs> I'm still coming out on top here. So, we're going to talk about Thor. You know what, I'll just give a spoiler warning right away. I feel like this is Thor. <laughs> if you've, you've seen it, yeah. You've, you've, you've most likely seen it. It's a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. The chances are you have seen it. If you haven't, well, you probably don't care about spoilers because you just <laughs> want to know what happened so you can go and see the new one, I guess. Pretty much. Pr- pretty much. So yeah, uh, so this was the fourth film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You had your Iron Man, your Incredible Hulk, your Iron Man 2 before this. This came out in 2011. Uh, Captain America came out a f- couple of months afterwards. And in the following years when we had the Avengers in 2012. And that was kind of the capper in this first phase. Uh, this is the first time in a while I've been back and watched a Phase 1 Marvel movie. Uh, yeah, I think the last time I watched... Any of them was before the last Avengers movie. That sounds right. Yeah, I feel like I did like a a watch through of the main line, you know, the the important ones, which kind of was basically all of Phase One and then a couple from Phase Two. Yeah, I, I th- yeah, I think that's the last time I watched all of them was before Age of Ultron. Um, I actually tried to watch a few, not necessarily these ones, but I tried to watch a few of them uh, before Civil War, and then for whatever reason, I just kind of didn't. Um, which was maybe a sign of where my mood was with the MCU at the time. Was I, just, I wasn't in the mood to watch, rewatch, yeah. you know, three of them again before I went to see that. But uh, so yeah, so we'll talk about how we felt at the time, how we feel now, uh, talk about what works, what doesn't work, uh, all that kind of stuff. All the stuff we usually talk about. If you, you know, I mean, I always try and explain what we do because every episode is someone's first. You don't want someone to come in and feel like they're alienated because we just assume they understand everything and. You know, so I always make a point of telling people that Connor's awful, just so that the new people know. Okay, he's the awful one. That that's understandable, especially now that we're on audio. We might get some new people coming in, going, you know, why why am I so awful? Yeah, yeah, they can't see it or ginger. I mean, they can sense something's wrong, but they can't quite see it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I still feel like sometimes gingerness managed to permeate even audio. Mm. So, yeah, Thor. Uh, before this came out. I had never read a single Thor, Thor comic in my life. Um, there was never, a, at least as far as I know, there was never a Thor like cartoon or anything like that, so I never saw anything like that. So mm. I came into this knowing absolutely nothing about Thor. 
I came in knowing nothing about Thor, the Marvel version. I was familiar with the, the Norse mythology. All right, sure, you were okay. You were familiar with yeah, Norse mythology. So, well, you know, I'm just, you know, like, give me a, that's kind of a still a, a reasonable basing for most of those characters. Okay, sure. Um, I mean, I, I wasn't really that familiar with that, that either, but uh, in terms of the Marvel character, I, I knew nothing. Uh, and I was never particularly interested in Thor before the movie either. Like I, I went into it thinking, oh, hopefully this is okay, but I wasn't exactly getting in with hopes held high or anything like that. I was kind of getting in with like, ah, well, whatever. Funnily enough, I, I went into it thinking I wasn't going to like it, but I'd probably like Captain America a lot more. Uh, <laughs> which is funny because I really don't like that first Captain America movie. Uh, obviously, the, the Winter Soldier's great. Civil War's pretty good. But... Uh, yeah, yeah, that first one. Oof. First Avenger, not so much. You know, we'll get we'll get to that. Yeah, it's it's coming one day. Yeah, next next year probably before before um, Avengers. Yeah, I was just trying to Infinity War. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's too Ooh, many now. Look, it's gonna be a long night. Well, what are we at now? If I remember correctly, Ant Man was like number. four. 12, so we're at what, 14, 15 of these MCU movies at this point? Maybe too many. Maybe oh, maybe too many. Oh, hot takes. I don't know. Ma- ma- maybe I'm wrong. It happens a lot. You are wrong I'm, a lot. I feel like people are going to just think I'm wrong about this movie, to be honest. Why do you not like it? No, the opposite. I, I love this movie. This is by far my favourite Marvel movie. <laughs> Oh, that's that crazy is, talk. That is of an extremely unpopular opinion. That, that is... Most people I've spoken to kind of have it middling, and I love it. I liked it more than I thought I did at the time, uh, but middling, if you, if you have to rank all the Marvel movies, yeah. I think middling's probably a good word for it. It fits right in a nice slot where it's pretty enjoyable, but it's not special, and it's uh, you know it's not up there with the best of them. I get it. I but get it's what, solid I, enough. I, I, I understand. I mean, I've been over this enough times to understand why people think that. But it's one of those I don't care. I just mm. I, 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 I love it. So why do you love it then? Well, what about it? Do you like the fish out of war elements? Do you like Asgard? Do you like what? What are you liking? Yeah, so I love the, the whole you know the space fantasy Asgard that just you know ticks every box for me already. I love the aesthetic. Uh, I, I you know I like all the characters, even all the side ones. I think are a lot of fun and reasonably well defined or at least defined enough to the point where they need to be bless you you were waiting to get that out for a I while was waiting. yeah i think it's 30 <laughs> seconds of build up before that came down right continue yeah uh I, I really love the music which is uh it's one of the earliest marvel movies that i actually think the music is good it's okay I don't think it's memorable. Like it's fine when it's on. Like I like. Oh, it's, it's okay. It's got some nice bits to it. I don't know. There's some. Some of these bits are just fantastic. Like uh, the the banishment scene. That that music is incredible. I don't know. I just. I feel like, and I feel this way about a lot of Marvel music. Uh, is that I feel like so much of it is just really forgettable. And and I'm, obviously, not every movie needs something you can hum later on. But I feel like superhero movies probably should. Yeah, I think I just disagree with that as an idea. I feel like that that pens them in too much to being, oh, it's a superhero movie, which I don't need, necessarily. It bothers me, though, because there was a time when you could hum every single superhero theme, and now I can barely hum, like, one Marvel movie theme. 
That's fair. You know, none of them have that. I mean, Avengers tries to have that, but it's just kind of a bland theme. I don't know. I think Guardians of the Galaxy has, it, has one. Nah, nah. And I like that movie. I mean, we've spoken about that movie before. I've got but... that in my head right now. Just I can't know, think of it. it. No, I can't. I can't it's, not, it's, not, it's not clicking for me. Fair enough. I've already forgotten what the Thor music sounds like, and I watched that earlier today. <laughs> yeah, no, okay, yeah. I just, I just think it's a really good score. Uh, well, I, 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 I don't think it's, it's particularly hummable. I'll give you that. Uh, I, I don't know. I just, I find it, it's, it's serviceable. Gets the job done, but that's it. It's, it's left my head the minute I've stopped watching the movie. Whereas you watch Superman. And the rest of the day, I'm like, da 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 da. I get yeah, I get yeah. I just, I, I disagree with the idea. I'm hyped. That, I'm jazzed. That... But even even the TV shows, like, like um, yeah. you know, the Flash, like you know, I'll you know, I'll, I'll walk around humming that theme for the, for the rest of the day. I get yeah. I just disagree with the notion that it has to be memorable and I have to be humming it for it to be excellent. No, you, you don't. Obviously, there's movies I love that have great scores that aren't hummable, uh, but none of them are superhero movies. You know, like a, like uh, a yeah, hor- well, I mean, horror movies can hit and miss. Horror movies can or can, but I'm thinking like, yeah, I don't walk out of like a. Well, this is not a movie, but let's say Breaking Bad. I don't walk out of an episode of Breaking Bad going, "Oh, there was nothing in that I could hum." I'm disappointed with the music. <laughs> You know, like it, it does what yeah. it needs to do for for the 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 the, the property that it's working. I, with. I get yeah, and to me, superhero is an extension of that. I think the same applies. It doesn't need to be humble. That whereas you just want all superhero things to be humble because it's superheroes. Yeah, they should have a fanfare that it's like the drawing moment when they come. Out. That's why my favorite Marvel movie score is actually Iron Man three because it's one of the only ones that, where he has a theme. Ja, I think that's the best Iron Man movie. But man, I hate the lack of ACDC. It hurts my soul. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I actually was kind of uh, pleasantly. I, I remember the day I went to see that. I was in like college before, and I was speaking to a friend. I went, "Do you know what? Even if this is shit, I'm sure I'll get some nice ACDC to listen to." But you got now, a great movie. I, so... I got a great movie, just so I wasn't too disappointed. But I was like, I really could have done with some. It came out. I was like, there's no ACDC. What's going on? Yeah, but I had a better score, so it's fine. I know, but I really like ACDC, and I really like them in the first two Iron Man films. I don't. Know. I, I'm someone who always favours score over over music, like over source music. I, I, I am as well, for the most part. But I think it it, it kind of built a brand at that point. See what I th- if anything because it was set at Christmas. I think Iron Man three should have had Christmas songs instead of ACDC. It should have had a Christmas cover of some ACDC stuff. I'll give you that. Oh yeah, I'll accept that. Or maybe ACDC doing Christmas songs. Yeah, no, that that works too. See if I could do an impression of that guy singing. I totally built out one of the choruses right now. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Johnson singing is is incredible. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. We're one land. I yeah. can't do it, but you know, you know what I'm trying to think of. Yeah, yeah, I don't, like that cra- crazy bastard. I don't know how he does it. Yeah, he's got a really raspy kind of. Thing it's so going funny on. when you hear him speak regularly. He's got such a, a thick Yorkshire accent. <laughs> it's it, the disconnect is unreal. Was the original singer uh, from elsewhere? Uh, I'm not sure. 
Because I, I presume like he, I mean, he didn't not that he changed his voice to match the old singer, but like stylistically though, yeah, stylistically like, you know to fit with the music because yeah. he's still singing the old songs and stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So I, I wonder if that's why he ended up with this, you know, completely different. Then again, how many people from Yorkshire actually sing with a Yorkshire accent? Probably not a lot <laughs> of them because they, they know it really doesn't sound hope good. Not many of them. <laughs> Oh, yeah. um, Should we get back to Thor? Yeah, back to Thor specifically. Uh, yeah, it's funny actually. I, I actually have a really weird opinion about this movie as well. Which I, just going from the internet and what other opinions are about Thor, I am like one of the few people who have this opinion. I'm intrigued. I prefer the Earth stuff way more than the Asgard stuff. So look at that face you're giving me. Like I'm, I'm trying to comprehend how I feel. And yeah, because that kind of stuff is fine. I don't know. Like, it's just it's all the goofy costumes. Like, it just feels like it's you know CG the whole time. I don't know. I just like I love it. It's space Shakespeare, and I don't like Shakespeare. So, like, and and that is why I think Branner is the perfect director for this because he just nails that Shakespearean aspect of it. Because it's later on in the movie when the uh, when Sif and the Warriors three like sh- three show up to the you know the town. They're on Earth. Yeah. And because up until this point, Thor, is, from the moment he's arrived, he's been in regular clothes because he gets stripped of all his you know, fancy cape yeah. and all the rest of it. Uh, so he's been in regular clothes. And the movie works for me because he's a really good actor because Hemsworth has comic timing. He like, That's largely what makes this movie work is the comedy for me, honestly. That's fair. Um, but it's when the rest of the Warriors 3 in that show up and they're walking down the street and they're in these costumes and all of a sudden it's in broad daylight and it, they just look so tacky and kind of cheap and when Thor gets his costume back like his looks kind of rubbery and I'm like this doesn't look like it's magical and from another world it just looks like a cheap costume to me <laughs> I uh, get you but that for me that adds part of the humour it makes them stick out even more oh uh, sure I guess I don't know adds to its charm I guess I don't know they, they definitely toned it down in the, the following movie because I, I didn't think Thor's costume looked as silly in like Avengers or then as silly yeah, in, yeah. you know Avengers 2. It's probably going to look really silly again in, in Ragnarok because they're toning up the, the I mean, colour of the, the goof. Here's the thing, though. That's a much brighter-looking movie. Uh, and Yeah, it looks kind of CG a lot of the time, but, like... Because that was one of the things I remember after this movie came out, some people said, oh, the, the Asgard scenes will be better. I hope the next one's all in Asgard. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's going to be CG the whole time. You know, it's, it's going to look like a Star Wars prequel for the entire no, goddamn I thing. I, I mean, I like how colourful it is. In uh, you, You're saying, oh, that's a re- Ragnarok looks is really colourful. I think all the Asgard stuff is really colourful. It's colourful in a different way. Like, see, when you watch the Ragnarok trailer, it's got this kind of... like Even the title, they've got this neon effect because they're yeah, going for no, this vibrant fair. thing. Whereas Asgard in this, it's colourful, but there's like a blue sheen to the whole thing. There's like a sort of overlay of mm. blue. Which I think is appropriate, though, personally appropriate, I just don't know if I like it. That's fair. That's that's just down to taste, though, isn't it? It's out of taste, but it's, it's that, that kind of sheen that kind of bugs me. It's when they go to Jodenheim, and obviously it's a cold planet, so it's going to be bluish, right? It's going to have that kind of thing. Yeah. But obviously it's all CG. You've got these big CG monsters, and it's one of these things where, like, these these are the parts of movies that date, like, of recent movies, where, you know, it's only a few years later we are looking at it going, oh, this CG is a bit old looking now. And it doesn't quite hold up, especially when you've got giant CG characters running around and, uh, like, you know, yeah, the opening. And this is kind of what I was finding when I was watching it this time, is that I still enjoy what works about the movie. I still enjoy 
Hemsworth and the, the comedic timing with the other actors and Selvig, he's pretty cool. Um, but some of this stuff at the start with the you know the the frost giants and uh, like a lot of that was kind of boring to me. Like I'm like, oh, just can we just get to the stuff oh, that I like? I have a blast with that stuff. See, see, as soon as it cuts to Odin and he's like telling the story, and he's like, uh, once there was these nine realms and. There was the frost giants, but humanity was not alone. They had Asgard behind them. And- it's I love it. It's super Lord of the Rings. Like it's it's you know that <laughs> prologue, Lord of the Rings prologue. That's what that is, and I love it for that. And for context for the audience, if you've not heard my opinion on this before, I think Lord of the Rings is boring as hell. I do not like Lord of the Rings, and they're some of my favorite movies ever. Uh, yes, uh, and I'm the minority there. Clearly, you know, Connor's got and, and to be fair, I'm, I'm a little bit more on the extreme end. Most people wouldn't say they're the favourite movies. No, no, but, no. But most people like them, I'd say. Most people like, there's a fan base that, you know, puts them up on a pedestal. Like, they're, like... Especially those people who think Two Towers is easily the best one, and I think that was easily the most boring. Oh, uh, Two Towers Extended is easily the best one. Oh boy! Uh, I mean, if we're going theatrical cuts, that's a different argument altogether. But uh, extended, definitely. I never saw the theatrical cuts. I didn't care enough to go and see them in the movies. I, I don't know what to say to you sometimes. <laughs> uh, I did ever see the Hobbit movies at the cinema, and yeah, yeah. I'm not going to defend those. That third one. I, that... I'll defend the first two to a point. That third one was basically Attack of the Clones bad. Oh, there's worse. I strap think it's it's worse. No, you you don't hate Attack of the Clones enough, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's fair. <laughs> that, that's fair. So we're tangent a lot more on this one. I think this is a, such a recent movie, though. We have all these opinions connected to it. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I think what we're doing though is we're kind of establishing why certain elements of this are working more for you and not for me. I don't like Lord of the Rings. I don't like Shakespeare. Those elements of it, I couldn't give a shit about. For me, things that to me are, are amazing things, and I think it nails those ideas in this. Yeah, for me, I don't care about those ideas. What I like is Chris Hemsworth smashing a cup and going another. Um, I love and, that too. And all that comic timing, I was down for this. Uh, unfortunately, there's some elements of that that don't quite work that well either and what I mean by that is the romance doesn't really work for me I feel like it feels kind of rushed at the end of the movie when Thor's all uh, I will come back for you I promise and I'm like really? you've, you've, you've had like three conversations at this point yeah yeah no, I'll give you that the romance is rushed and in general Thor's whole arc takes about three days when you really think about it it does it's funny actually because I, I would argue it suffers from not having like Because they have the, what do you call the big metal dude? The Destroyer? Is that, is that what yes. it's called? Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, I actually think, I like the fight with him in the town. Because it's kind of, it's got, it's got a groundedness to it because it's in a town and it's, it's those buildings. It's this small town, it's not yeah. end of the world. And it, and it has this, I like that. Um, I do think it's over too quick once Thor becomes Thor. Like, you know, once he actually gets all his armour and all that, it's like he just destroys it immediately. And I'm like, I don't know, I'd like to see him actually have to still, you know, still be a challenge. I like, get yeah. But I think that's, that's kind of the point, isn't it? That, it what it's not a challenge to Thor. But here's because... yeah, but here's the problem with this though for me, is that after that that leaves us with a Thor versus Loki fight, which is boring as shit and is completely just not interesting to watch at all. It's these two guys in stupid capes 
doing hand-to-hand combat with some fancy light effects to make it look a bit fancier until one of them's like high enough the side of the rainbow bridge and then you know trickery trickery and then the ending suffers because the ending's actually bullshit because everything it does at the end it completely retcons as soon as you get to avengers oh loki's death and it's played like his death completely undone in fact it's undone in the post credit scene never mind avengers um the other thing oh rainbow bridge is destroyed and you know loki screams out oh you'll never see her again and then like i'm like yeah and then and avengers is just like you know how's he going to come back and all we get is oh odin summoned magic to get you here oh it wasn't that hard then that's fair (laughs) but that is not fair to criticize this movie for I, i i i wouldn't hold it against this movie for having an ending and then something undoing it later no, no, no! I will because it was planned. They, they, this, this is you can't look at this as a completely standalone thing. I mean, the the Loki and the the Avengers stuff, fair enough. You know, the idea that oh, okay, Odin's magic. All right, fine, whatever. They, they could have thought of that a bit better. I'll give you that uh-huh. one. The uh, the the stuff directly related to Thor two, with you know going back to Earth and seeing her again. That well defend. I don't think that was planned at that point yet as to what would happen. Oh sure, but this, this is the, the, the real complaint I'm making here with all all these things that get retconned immediately because they need to be retconned because obviously they had to be. Is that I feel like instead of actually thinking about what had to come next, they just wanted to have a climatic ending without actually thinking about oh no because we actually have to have him to come back to Earth multiple times in the future. We actually have to have Loki back for several things. See, yeah, I, I, okay, I'll defend the Loki one as well. I think it was. I think they think it's treated as his death. They play it like it's his death because that's what they think's happened. But for him, it was never that. No, no, Loki's Loki's a little bit different because they do actually tell you in the post credit scene, no, he's not actually gone. So Loki is a bit different. But everything else, and this is actually a problem I had with the Marvel movies for a while, is it almost felt like a lot of the solo movies had endings that didn't really like consider the fact that they needed to be used next. Like they, uh, they, all se- they all seem to want to have these endings that did big things to the character, but they kind of broke the status quo. So then the next movies, like the team movie or the next solo movie, had to kind of quickly go, oh no, we're back to normal. Don't worry about that. Mm, I'm with you on that. And that, they all kind that, of feel that fair. way. And Thor has that as well. With the Rainbow Bridge and they make this big thing, oh, you'll never see her again. It's, you know, it's going to be so hard to go back. And then it... I, I think it's part of why Thor 2 suffers, though. Not to get you know too, mm. too into that, but I think... I think I don't mind it in this movie because I think, oh, this movie did its thing, it did its ending, and Thor 2 is the one that kind of undoes that for me. Yeah. But I do think it's part of the, the, this movie's fault, though, because they, they should have looked They should have been more considerate. Uh, yeah. That's fair. And, I mean, who do you blame for that? I mean, do you blame you know, maybe Feige for not going, hey, yeah, it, I, I mean, I'm, he's he's the one shepherding this universe. Do you, you go to him and go, he should be reining them possibly. in. Possibly, yeah, possibly. I don't know like, who had the choice there to make that. I mean, especially as, as you know, it's a, like you say, it's a consistent problem across a lot of them. In the early days, I feel like it's something that's it's it's went it's, away. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, in the later phases, but this phase one certainly had this kind of feeling to it. Yeah, definitely. It also has the the phase one uh, prologue, you know, flashback at the start. It does. That's the thing. The, the phase one movies are kind of a double-edged sword now uh there's, there's a good thing the good thing about them is, is they actually feel like much more focused standalone movies for the most part yeah uh compared to the the more recent ones where they just kind of feel like a chapter in a tv show which 
can sometimes feel a bit unfulfilling as a movie because you go and it just feels like it's setting up the next things. Whereas yeah, you this get did... two or three a year, and it's yeah. like okay. Whereas this felt a bit more self-contained. It's a bit focused. I think the pacing is good. I don't think it drags. It, it, it keeps its thing going. Mm. Uh, but there is a lot of it that doesn't quite work. At least, at least for me. Um, and not just the the other stuff, but the ending. Like I say, the Loki the Loki Thor fight. Like I'd, I'd I'd forgotten this even happened. And then I'm watching it again, and they're like, you know, he's hitting Loki with the hammer, and he's got his staff, and the the, the, the clank, and there's like a big light effect, and I'm like, this is boring as shit. Like, what? <laughs> who thought this was an exciting action scene to end on? Exciting action scene. That's that's fair. I don't think I'd give it that. I think I like it for what it is for the characters. Yo, know, it's these these two brothers. This is my problem, though. I, Loki, he's a he's a good villain, but he's he's kind of like the Riddler. I don't want to see the Riddler fighting Batman. I mean, you 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 did just read the same comic story I did, right? Yes, there was some fighting in that book, but typically speaking, I don't want the Riddler fighting Batman with his fists. That's not what the Riddler does. Loki to Thor kind of feels the same. At least in this movie, it feels that way. Because... Well, I think that's why it's it's important. That's how he wins. He wins through using his magic. I mean, Thor thinks he wins, but he doesn't. Loki won. Mm. I just thought it's still enjoyable to watch. Like I said, this is a boring fight. What do you want from me? I, I don't know. I did. I just want to. I want you to concede that that I'm right, and this is the best Marvel movie. Oh, <laughs> that's not happening. <laughs> you no, know, I, I, I know. <laughs> Eighth best, maybe ninth best, something like that. That, that seems a little bit low. I don't know. We've got like sixteen of them now. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so is... Joe, I just need to know how many we're at because I've lost count. I've genuinely lost count. I think, I think Spider-Man: Homecoming was sixteen, but I could be maybe fifteen. Uh, let's have a look. One, two, three. I was going to count manually. Huh? Bear with them. It's not telling me automatically. Math's not your strong suit, so just give me a second to count up. Yeah, Spider-Man was 15. 15? Was, was it 16? You're the one counting them. 16. I, I lost count as I said it. I, 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 you know, I was still counting and, and got ahead of myself. <sighs> right, so Spider-Man's 16, so that means Thor's 17. Ragnarok, that is. Yeah. It's going to be 17. Yeah. Excellent. That's a, that's a lot of Marvel movies. That's a lot. That's a lot. And I, I think... Um, it was really exciting at first, but now that we've got so many, it's kind of like, okay, now, now the, the I mean, novelty's worn off, so I can kind of look at some of them and go, yeah, some of these are you know, ones I don't really want to watch it, again. Especially as, you know, you think about it this way, by the end of next year, we will have 20. We will have 20, yes. Uh, in about three or four years' time, it will be rivaling the Godzilla franchise. And the Godzilla <laughs> franchise took decades to do that. <laughs> they did, that took like a good 50 years. Yeah. So, you know... It, like so, I, I don't know. Anyway, so I don't like. I'm not too harsh. I do actually like Thor. Like I, I think a lot of it works and it is tight. There are parts of it though that are kind of dull to watch now, uh, mainly because I think we're just so far removed from Phase One that like I don't know. Like some of the early stuff, but like when Loki's like like still there and he's like pretending he cares about Thor, and I'm just like, eh, okay, no. Like, because Loki's pretty funny in the later. Because say what you want about the Dark World, but I seem to recall Loki being really funny in that movie. I, I also recall Loki being the highlight. And uh, uh, you know, also true. I'll be honest, I don't actually remember a lot of that movie. I think it was, I think it's one of the only ones I've watched movie only like once or twice. I think it's mostly quite forgettable. I mm-hmm. think the two things I really remember from it are Loki being the highlight 
and Eccleston being utterly wasted. Eccleston being wasted. I remember the comedy. I remember it being funny. It's got a lot of problems, but I remember laughing a lot. That's fair. We'll find out soon. Well, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get to that. But, yeah. So. So what else you like about it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I really like a lot of the side characters. Like, oh, you know, Sif and the Warriors 3. I think they're, they're a lot of fun. A lot of good banter. Yeah, okay. That's it. Okay. I don't know. Like, they don't, uh, the human characters are a lot more interesting to me. I like Selvig. Uh, and no, Kat I like De- Selvig a lot. Cat Dennings is all right uh, as Darcy. Uh, she, she's kind of sullied now because now I look at her and think of two broke girls, and I hate that show with a fiery passion. So she, that's fair. I think I like her here because there's not too much of her. Exactly. Nice, uh, nice dosage. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I do like her a lot in this movie. Nice dosage. Uh, actually, I do have uh, a complete. This is a complaint I remember having actually when it came out. Uh, okay. The market, especially as someone who went in had having never like read a Thor comic or really knew much about him, something that really murkied the the the, the idea of the character for me in this movie. Uh, so they actually bring up Norse gods in this, and at one point, Selvig goes and looks through a book, and he sees like you know Thor, Thor's Day, you know Thursday, and you yeah. know he sees all these things in a book. I'm like, wait, we actually have these legends on Earth, in this world, where Thor actually exists. And then I went, so, he didn't know his brother was the god of mischief? Or, you know, like, it's in these books. It's all there. Oh, he de- no, he definitely knew his brother was the god of mischief. Did he? I mean, I think he has to have done. That's that's why, you know, like, Loki's whole thing is, you know, the the, the magic and trickery. So I, that's I think he had to have known that. I think the thing is, in why, those, why, why is why is he so shocked then when he gets betrayed? Well, and well, this is it in in those myths. Loki's not evil. He's he's a trickster, but he's he's mostly kind of harmless. He's not evil though. So hmm. yeah, that's okay. Like a, I mean, um... there's there's enough things from this that make me go, okay, that's definitely like okay, these Norse things are these are those Norse beings because. Yeah, like, you know, when they're on Jotunheim and, and Odin rides in, he's on his eight-legged horse. Which is, you know, that's that's from the mythology. So it's like, okay, there's enough there that go, right, these are things that that, that, that the mythology say happened. Okay, okay. I'll take your word for it. Um... It's, yeah, and, and there, there are other little digs at it as well. Like, uh, you know, in Laufey calls Thor a uh, little princess. Mm-hmm. That's that's based on a, a story where Thor dressed up as a princess to get his hammer back. That that's one of the stories. Very so, good. You know. There's another critique that I remember having at the time, actually. Go on. Um it's, it's it's weird that you actually argue this now because I've seen more movies with them and I've read some of the comics, so it's harder to actually kinda of look at this and say this, but I remember feeling this way at the time. Uh is that I don't think the movie actually, for for an origin, but for the first ever Thor movie, I don't actually think it does a good enough job clearly defining what Thor's abilities are. Oh, that's that's fair, I guess. Because I, I remember coming out and not really being sure about a lot of the things. Yeah, he mentions the like you know Milnir's, you know, as far as in the the heart of a dying sun and you know yeah. all all the rest of it. But you know, like it never like I, I always I, I remember seeing Avengers in. Avengers actually making a lot of the rules about his powers be, feel a lot more clear. 
No, I'll give you that because the whole thing is, you know, whoever holds this power shall, uh, whoever holds this hammer shall possess the the power yeah. of Thor. But it never tells you what the power of Thor is. Yeah, and he's just Thor. Even when he's not got the hammer, he's still Thor. Yeah. So, <laughs> what, what, what does that even mean? Does, like in the movie, like it almost reads like Odin just takes his power away that he had naturally, puts it in the hammer, and then lets the hammer now kind of be the the bearer of that power. Uh, yeah, the conduit. But it's almost like Thor originally had that power and then got it taken away. But he has it back, kind of on on loan when the hammer says it's okay. That that that's kind of how it plays. Yeah. Yeah, but like you know, and I, I remember like going into this, like I wasn't sure if Thor could fly, for example. Uh, when I went into it, and I was like, and it wasn't really until like, after thinking about it after the movie, I'm like, okay, so he throws the hammer in the air, and that's what kind of carries him, rather than him yeah. flying himself. Yeah, no, that, that's fair, because it, it, I mean, it always shows it like that in the movie, it never tells you, but it does show that. It does, but you have to kind of pay attention that he's sort of throwing the hammer, though, it doesn't always... I don't, I don't think that's a critique, I don't think that one especially fair, I think that's saying, no, we're, we're not going to spell out all the rules, we're going to show you, and you can, you know, put it together yourself. I don't, think it, the I don't think it shows you in a particularly clear way. Like I can see it when I'm looking for it now because I've seen it multiple times and I've you know I have a better idea of the rules. But I remember the first time coming out of this, I wasn't sure how the flying worked. Hmm. Okay. I n- I never had that problem. Uh, I I just I, I I think part of the pro- I mean this isn't really a problem per se because I think it's actually the, the better thing they could have done with the plot for the first one because the whole idea has to get his power back but it is maybe a symptom of the fact that he goes most of the movies without his powers and he's not using them for yeah. larger no, like, I, I get you. he uses them during the, the big Gotenheim fight at the start and then he loses his powers and then he doesn't get them back and then he uses them very quickly to dispose of the destroyer and then you know when he's fighting Loki he's basically just yeah, punching no, and kicking well, I'm, so, I'm, I'll, I'll give you that so there's not a whole lot of them in the display whereas when I, when I saw Avengers and like you know I got it he could call the hammer at any time and it would come like I never got that in this movie not really mm, okay whereas in Avengers that that moment he's fighting Hulk I'm like okay I get this I get the rules the movie's showing me exactly how this works that's fair I think that is like you say it's a symptom of you know the, the power being stripped so you know like a good you know two thirds of the movie mm. is is powerless so it doesn't have that much time to show you them does it I, I think that's the other. When I was just going back to the complaint of the uh, the fight with Loki at the end not being that interesting or exciting, I think it's just that he's not that good an opponent for Thor. Whereas again, go back to Avengers and that Hulk fight. I remember like watching that fight for the first time. And now, obviously, not every fight is going to be against someone like the Hulk, but like I remember just feeling like, oh, this is why the hammer's cool. Like because okay. he because he was actually getting to hit someone with it in the face. Well, see, was... I got that in the in the in the Jotunheim fight. You know where. He's swinging it about, and then he's throwing it through like six of them, and calling it back, and then he's he's spinning it and chipping up all the ice. Honestly, Joe, Joe, I think that doesn't work as well for me. I think it's because the action's just not as well shot, and I think it's because it's really dark and it's all in the Schottenheim world, and the CG's mm-hmm. not quite as good because this was lower budget than Avengers. I just, I don't that's, know. I, that's I, all fair. Yeah. I think what I'm trying to say is I never like watching this movie went oh cool that you know him using Molnir that was cool like I like that's a cool effect good for action scenes whereas when I came out of Avengers I'm like oh no I see how that works well in an action scene now like it yeah, it, it convinced me it's kind of the same like not to the same extent but I said I didn't like First Avenger we both liked that movie and that movie did nothing to convince us why Captain America is useful at all uh, yeah. I, I thought the action scenes when that were bad I didn't see what the point of them was 
But then Avengers itself, he started doing all this parkour, he started using his shield in more inventive ways, which he never really did in the first one, which is weird. You'd, th- you'd think the first Captain America movie would make a real effort to show him using that shield like it's the best thing ever. <laughs> no, I get it. I mean, and, uh, but... Because, let's go to Winter Soldier. The opening scene in the boat of Winter Soldier does more to convince me that that shield's a cool weapon the entirety of that first Captain America movie. That's fair. But, I mean, like, like I said, you know when he, he's spinning it and into the ice and he's blinding them all and... I'm like, oh, that's pretty inventive when I was watching that. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I just, <laughs> I, I, I never like struck. I, I, like... I, I mean, I think, I think I liked that it was situational as well. There, you know, it wasn't just it was it was paying attention to the environment. I think I guess what I'm really saying is that there's not a lot of cool action scenes, and because there's not a lot of cool action scenes, they never really get to convince. The, the only action scene I kind of liked was the destroyer. Uh, before he became Thor, like when they were destroyed, you know, avoiding the blast, and the warriors that you were having to like use teamwork to try and fight. There was no. tactics. There was things going on in the, the you know the ideas. Um, I get that. I think, uh, you know, it does suffer in action set pieces because it really only has the one at the start and then you know the destroyer at the end. Because the Loki one isn't an action set piece. It's definitely not. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. Like, it's all tactics. It makes sense. They're fighting this pretty cool villain, and you know, I like how the destroyer like does that thing where he turns round. Like, you know, you know, Sif yeah, thinks yeah, she's yeah, got him killed, it and it's, the head just spins, and all of it just kind of spins around. It's quite intimidating. It's got a very sort of Terminator esque kind of kind of vibe going. But once Thor becomes Thor, once he gets the hammer, uh, he just starts spinning. It makes a tornado, and it's just it's just all CG. It just, it just becomes yeah. a, a CG wall of things happening, uh, and it's like okay, you, I've kind of lost interest now. That's fair, but I, I really like the whole opening action, so I didn't feel like I was missing something in that sense. I don't remember hating it when I first saw it, but I found it really tedious to sit through now. Like years later, having seen it a few times, I'm just kind of like, yeah, these opening scenes don't do anything for me on a rewatch. That's fair. So, and, and you kind of medically, you're not a big fan of most of the Asgard stuff. How how do you feel about Hopkins as Odin? I like Anthony Hopkins. Uh, I don't think I like the character that much. Really? How come? It's just a bit too pantomime. <laughs> I see Anthony Hopkins in a big stupid costume. Man, really? Yeah, that's kind of, you know. See, see this, that's some of like the, the, the movie's best stuff. I mean, it's Brenner turning up the Shakespeare and going, yeah, go on go for it you know like that banishment scene is that that's probably that might be the standout scene for me in terms of acting like it's quick is asgard just one city is that a whole planet it's a realm but yeah is, is that a planet sized is it a city is it it's, a, it's a big city i think by the look of it it's a big city okay i never get a sense of a population you see a crowd at the coronation at the start but of like soldiers but I never really got a sense that people actually live there. It doesn't feel lived in, if that, if that makes sense. Oh, I mean, that that's fair. I get you. I don't know. It just doesn't feel populated. It doesn't feel real to me. I don't, I, the, 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 whole, the whole thing in Asgard at the start just kind of feels phony to me, I guess, is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Nah. And I, I don't think there's anything that will ever convince you otherwise, is, nah. is the problem here. And, 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 and Anthony Hopkins is a great actor. I am not dissing on Anthony Hopkins, but... Uh, you know, he spends half the movie asleep, so... <laughs> that, that, that is true, yeah. So, you know, it's whatever. Uh, yeah, so, so at the end, when he's like, oh, I am proud of you, son, you know, he's like, I've got much to learn, yes, I, I know that now, uh, before I can be a good king, and and so on, and 
like, yeah, I don't know how much you learned, really. <laughs> I, I think that's probably the biggest problem with the movie for me is that it's, you know, it's kind of rushed in that sense. They're just, I, I don't think the the ideas are rushed. It's just more the the time scale that it takes place over. It doesn't mm. feel like it was quite earned, even though all the actions are there. Yeah, I, I feel like because like, they hinge a lot of it in him caring about Jane. Like J- Jane's this linchpin that makes him care about humanity, and you know he promises her not to smash the mug. He he explains her the realms. They sit by the fireplace and. They they have that that's and that's like the one moment they have that's like the one romantic moment like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say they don't have chemistry because they do have some chemistry but it's really just some flirting like yeah I, I, you know, I, here's the thing I'm gonna be controversial here okay I think it all comes from Selvig because up till like he's like okay I'll help her because she helped me sort of thing you know up to the point where you know he goes to break into the the facility to get the hammer back and. Mm. Uh, and he comes out and get, gets to the book because he's like, okay, well, she kind of brought me up here. That was the deal. But it's after that where Selvig comes and gets him out and then they go and they have the drinks and they bond. It's after that that he actually ch- kind of changes his, his attitude and, and kind of becomes softer and more open towards humanity. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the idea is that he, uh, because he couldn't pick up Molnir, because he, he, he walks in, he storms in thinking, oh, I'll pick yeah. this hammer up and I'll be I'll be a badass again and it doesn't work. So I think the idea is he's demoralised by that, and then Loki comes and sees him and tells him that his dad's yeah, dead yeah. and all that. But you're, you're right, Selvig's actually, he's got a better connection with Selvig than he does Jane, because, you know, it's like when he's carrying him home drunk, and he's like, oh, you know, we, we drank, we fought, he made his ancestors proud, and he throws him in the bed, uh, which is a great line, by the way. Yeah, it's good. Uh, like, honestly, their their bond is actually, like, when he sees him, like, in the next movie, or even in... Um, like in Avengers, when Selvig calls him his friend, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like one one of the best like comedy moments for me is you know them in the bar and they order the boilermakers uh, and and Selvig's there starts drinking, he looks over at Thor and they're like they're, they're, neither of them wants to be outdone by the other and you just get the impression like oh this is this is gonna go on a while, yeah, yeah, it's a great but, moment. But of course Thor being, I mean, technically he's human at this point, but I mean. But he's been drinking for millennia. He he he's still like six foot four and like made a muscle, so he's he's winning this fight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Selvig may be like, give it give it a go, but he's he's not winning. Uh, uh, you know, you got to appreciate that he does give it a good go for it, though. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's well, I think it says a lot that Jane Foster's not back for Thor three, and no one gives a shit. <laughs> Yeah, no one yeah, cares. No wow. one's saying, oh, where's Jane? This is wrong. We can't leave Jane out. She's like a big part of these movies. It's like, no yeah. one cares. It's one of these that's a behind-the-scenes thing. It was, um, who did they originally have uh, to direct Thor to? I can't remember her that was name. was Patty Jenkins. Was it Patty Jenkins? Yeah. yeah. And uh, and then after she kind of got kicked off, you know, all that stuff happened. We were going to get Wonder Thor for, for a short time. Yeah, yeah. When when all that stuff happened and Portman was like, well, solidarity. I'm not coming back after this. Yeah, she she was basically forced to because it was in her contract. She couldn't get out of it. Um, and the funny thing is, in retrospect, it's like, well, was it really worth forcing that? <laughs> I mean, really. And yeah. it, that's the funny thing is that Ragnarok. It really just kind of feels like, all oh, right, we've got Thor. What did people like with him? Other than other stuff, they liked him with Hulk. Thor and Hulk were a good buddy, like duo, like fighting each yeah. other. Yeah, give us more of that. Get give us Loki doing his thing. Give us Jeff Goldblum, and this just go nuts. And Honestly, that's what it feels at Ragnarok. Is. Thor is Ragnarok is the most excited I've been for a Marvel movie in ages. 
And again, it's the comedy. It's uh, Wakita. I'm going to get his name wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you know, director of what we do in the shadows and uh, some other stuff. He he he's the one directing it. And he, they, they put those little shorts. You know, it's Thorny's roommate, and it's nothing but pure entertainment. It's like his comic timing with that director. It's just gold. It is. It really is. And the fire thing is, is my favorite part of these Thor movies is the comedy. So I'm actually kind of cool with that. And I'm like down with that too. I I, I so, love the comedy in these movies. I think it's been played excellently. Hmm. Yeah. So obviously Coulson run around doing his doing his thing. Yeah, doing his shield nonsense. Yeah, and actually it's one of the things that I I remember the first time I watched this after like Winter Soldier and realized oh that shield agent who turns on him in Winter Soldier he's in this movie he was here already like way back in this one yeah I was like oh, that's, that's re- a nice touch isn't it I didn't remember his face that that was a nice touch I I, I have I don't have believe for a second that when he was in this one they were planning on doing something with him later that was just like oh we've got him already we could do something with him yeah. like later down yeah. the line but yeah and the uh, I will say the the Hawkeye tease was kind of like forced eh. and bullshit <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, the thing is, I love that sequence of Thor, you know, rampaging through, fighting in the mud, and you've got you've got Hawkeye up, up, just watching it, going, you know, shall I take the shot? That, the, the, you know, Thor and this big guy rolling around in the mud fighting. It's like I think it's a great sequence in all the rain. It's weird. But I, don't, I didn't really need Hawkeye there. It's weird that you never actually see him again because it feels like it's setting him up to like show up for a couple more scenes. Like, okay, we know this badass is here that has a bow yeah. arrow. But then, like nothing ever comes of it, and it it does just feel like, hey, he's going to be an Avengers. Like it's, it's it's Chekhov's gun on a, on a, on a line wide scale. Oh uh, yeah, on a multi movie level, yes. Yeah. Uh, basically, it's, it's basically what a lot of Iron Man Two had problems with. It's, it's just here; it's just condensed to one scene, thankfully. Whereas Iron it's, Man it's, Two it's, was full it's, of it. Yeah, it's really easy to overlook when it's just one character, and it doesn't really impact anything. Really, because the scene's still great, even if you take him out of it. It's it's just grown interesting because it's a little bit just it's in your face. It's a bit like yeah. this didn't need to be him, or, yeah. the, or it didn't need to be this you know, like wink wink kind of thing. But, right, exactly. Uh, it it's, it's honestly I, I find it frustrating to talk about this one now because mm-hmm. I I do like it. I remember how I fondly enjoyed it at the time when it came out. I don't know if I enjoy watching it as much now. That's fair. Like I get it. And and this, I'm, I'm acknowledging the flaws. Some of them I will just say are, are taste based. You know, like mm. you know, the you not liking Asgard stuff is just you being weird, and I think you, you're aware of that. I wouldn't say I'm being weird, but yes, I'm aware that that is against perhaps the majority opinion. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So you're being weird, <laughs> but th- there are legitimate criticisms that. I, I concede that the the romance, the 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 whole art being quite quick, because it's three days and suddenly he's perfect. Yeah, and that's a bit weird. And you know this this Hawkeye tease, and kind of mostly just Shield in general is very Phase One. Just oh okay, we've got to have this. It's got to have that continuing setup. Mm. But I still love it. I still love watching it. I don't say. know. It's one of those things where I'm not even sure if I will again now. Really? I think I've had my fill. Like, it's just fine. I, I have no grudge against it, but, but I don't know if I need to watch it again. I feel, I feel like... I mean, Phase 1, largely, I feel like... The only movie I really, really love out of Phase 1 is The Avengers. I'd say, typically, when I'm going to watch Phase 1, in, in future, 
it would be Iron Man, Thor, Avengers. What? Again, going with me having really weird, unpopular opinions. The one I liked the most after Avengers in Phase 1... Now, admittedly, there's a bit of a gap. Like I'm, I'm not saying it's close to Avengers level. Because uh, Avengers, I think, is actually fantastic. Um, but I, I think it's saying something that's a director I like who made that movie. Yeah. Uh, that's a big thing. But uh, I think that about this movie. Like I think Kenneth Branagh, I really like him as a director. Uh, I don't really have any other basis for him. It's not, it's not like I didn't, I didn't see Cinderella because I wasn't no, that's true. fussed about it. Uh, what else has he done? Um, he did some Shakespeare stuff. I think I seen his Othello. Yeah. In school. Because I didn't sense. choose to watch Othello. Come on now. <laughs> uh, that's fair. Uh, that's fair. Um, see what else he's done. So I, I you know, I, I've just watched a bunch of them. Like, yeah, I like his Hamlet a lot, and his Much Ado About Nothing is very good, but not as good as as Whedon's. I'll, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not there. I'm not crazy. Josh Whedon, yeah. What did he do yeah. in the past? Don't, don't, don't you bloody dare! I did something. It's slipping my mind. Oh my god! You know, you've mentioned Avengers more times than I can count, and well, here's the thing. I think every time we kind of rushed into the next point without giving me a chance mm, to really yes, bask yeah. on, wait a minute, who's this guy directing Avengers? This is very interesting information. Uh, yeah. Hey Go guys, on, get out of your system. Did some TV work back in the 90s, I think. Go on. He's certain hit television show by the name of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Feel bad now? A little bit. Yeah, good. A little bit. Um, I'm looking forward to Brenner's uh, Murder on the Orient Express. That's you know, that's um, not far out. I'm curious about it. I'm not I'm not super pumped, but I'm curious. It's Branner and it's got Daisy Ridley in it. I'm gonna watch it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you and your weird Star Wars fetishes. <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you want me to say? I like I, I like Branner and I think he's a good director. That's fine. I, I think he used to lay off the Dutch angles a little bit. That's fair. That that, that is fair. <laughs> I think he's good at what he does though, and that is in this it's you know, it's nailing the Shakespeare aspects of it and I think his you know, his sense of comedy is quite good as well. Sense of comedy is good. Like I say, they're mocking around in capes, uh talking in proper English accents, doesn't really do a whole lot for me. Um it just mm. feels a bit pantomime. Uh, yeah, yeah, I get you. But there's, there's just something about those costumes. It's kind of like uh, there's a lot of periods where if you set a movie during that period, like you, you know, and they're all in like these fancy costumes, and even even like uh, like knights knights of armor and stuff. Like if they're not dirty enough, like they feel a bit too pantomime. There's certain oh, yeah, costumes yeah. like this where it doesn't like like it just doesn't look right. No matter no, they, 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 they had to weather them out a little bit, made them look dirty, made them look grimy. I get yeah. I think the the point was supposed to be that they're like mythical and they're above that. I'm not sure it works. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll grant you. Yeah, that's, that's fair. yeah, is it? I mean, yeah. A lot of my complaints are taste based. Some of them aren't. Some of them I think are legitimate problems. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like with a lot of phase one. Anyway, I was getting to an unpopular opinion. I, I, you, you you set me on oh, a path. Yeah, go on. Sorry, uh, you're, you're the one who started mentioning a certain television show. Yeah, what television show? Oh, I'm not doing it again. You've, you've done it once. Uh, yeah, I actually like Incredible Hulk more than most of the other Phase One movies. Uh, honestly, so do I. I. I think that I I like it. You know, 
third, this, then Avengers, then then Hulk. I, I, it has its problems, don't get me wrong. Uh, Abomination is hardly a, 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 yeah, <laughs> a, a great villain, but um, I like Hulk it, as a character more, I think, which is a, goes for a lot. Yeah, I think I, I do like that a lot as a movie. I think the only reason I skip it when I do a watch-through is because it feels out of place. Even though it's like referenced in this movie, by the time you get to Avengers and he's recast, and they're kind of like, oh, we ignore, we're ignoring the events of that movie, it kind of feels like it never happened. Oh, no, it's been referenced multiple times since. It has, but it still manages to feel like it never happened. Then we got the General General Ross back in Civil War. Yeah, no, that's true. So yeah, you know, I, I do like that movie. I think it's. I, I think that's my third favorite as well. I just think it's it's mostly inconsequential. I don't feel like I need to watch it. Actually, that's something I want uh, in one of the new Avengers movies. I want General Ross to be there and like meet Banner again. <laughs> I want him to walk in and go. You've changed. <laughs> you look different. You've been working out. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Ed Norton as well. I do. I like Ruffalo as well, though. Yeah, I do too. So you know, that's fine. apples and oranges, isn't it? Um. Uh, so yeah, I I just uh, I think a lot of these Phase One movies suffer a little bit um, from just kind of feeling a little bit dated now. Uh, that that's understandable. I get it um, because they, they do for the most part. So yeah, I, you know, I was kind of I was watching it, and I was like, you know, but I was checking my phone a bit more than I would normally do during a movie, and I was just kind of like, yeah, and it was over, and I felt like you know, I'd, I'd I'd had like a little bit of fast food, but I didn't really consume much. I get it, I get it. Yeah, but light and fluffy feeling, uh, which it was it's kind of an ongoing criticism of the Marvel movies is that they they don't have. Uh, Stakes. There's no stakes in oh, Marvel yeah, movies. Yeah. They're very late, and you never really feel like there's anything at you know at stake. And I think the problem was it was more forgivable in Phase One movies. It because was it's like, oh, this is the introductions. It's the introductions. I'm focusing the hero. The villain doesn't need to be anything amazing because I'm learning who my hero is. I think part of it is that we already know the next six movies. Every time we go and see one of them, that there's almost no surprise about who's going to make it out and who's. Yeah. You know. And it, it's where I try not to let future movies colour my opinion of you know when I go back and watch a phase one movie I try not to go oh but this happens in Avengers or but this happens in Thor 2 I try and just enjoy it for what it is and, and what oh, it that, was meant that, to be that's fair but I, I think you can't help it if it's just a, if it's fatigue like if you're like mm. okay I've had enough of these right now I really only wanted like experience the you know the, the, the four or five ones that I really like the great ones and for the rest of them that are kind of under that part it's just kind of this weird like oh it's just another superhero movie and uh, especially, and I, I should mention as well that I, I, I'm a DC guy. I'm not a Marvel guy yeah, uh, by nature. So, so just like, not when it comes to movies, apparently. That's because DC keep making shit movies. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Uh, Do you know what I think? You know, I'm going to sum up what really how I really feel about the Marvel movies right now. Mm-hmm. The Black Panther trailer dropped like a day or two ago, and I've had no urge whatsoever to watch it. I've not seen and it yet either. This is, I want to point out this is not because it's Black Panther. Like, you know, I don't want that to be the impression here. I just don't care about any of them. Like, I, I watched the Thor trailer because, I, you know, I was like, oh, okay, I'm hearing genuine buzz about the Thor trailer. And, you know. But the funny I, thing is, though, is that the, the second Thor trailer, because I've seen the first Ragnarok trailer when it hit the internet. The second one, I only seen because it came on at the cinema. I never actually. Yeah, I've, I've not actively looked at any others past the first one yeah, where I was I, like, that, that first one was like yep I'm looking forward to this now I'm in. Save me Black Panther I saw the first trailer 
uh, when it hit. But I've not seen the new one yet, and I'll probably just wait until I see it at the theater. And that's yeah. I, I, like, I just I don't feel the need. My like, yeah, okay. It's especially as Marvel have a tendency to over advertise hmm. like what's going to happen in the movie. Like uh, it was especially bad with Spider Man. I felt where a lot of the plot ended up by by like the third fourth trailers. Yeah, like when we're getting close. Well, that's your problem. Was, fourth trailer. You should well, have no, a fourth trailer. Yeah, exactly. And. I was trying to avoid them. I only watched the first out of choice, but then obviously they come on at the cinema and whatnot. And it's like, well, now I feel like I've, I I mean, the saving grace for that and most of these other Marvel movies is there's usually comedy. There's usually so much comedy that they can't fit it in the the trailer that I can still enjoy it. But I feel like I'm not getting surprised with the plots at all. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like I'd be feeling that way regardless of the trailers. I feel like they they have to almost kind of end in a certain way because we're getting more movies, and it's not just the next movie. It's not just the next Spider Man movie. It's the next Avengers movie as well, and it's the next no, all these true. things. It's it's a weird pickle to be in because I love the idea of a shared universe, but I can't deny that I'm a little bit fatigued with uh, the way the, the MCU works. And it's it's, it's funny. It's- it's funny that I think for both of us, and maybe I'm not speaking entirely for you here, but I don't think I'm far off when I say that we both might say that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is our favourite part of the MCU right now. I mean, yeah, probably. And I think part of that's because it's, even though it references a lot of other things, it's, it focuses so much on its character arts and it does lots of fun stories. It does different types of stories. Uh, and I think that kind of hits the nail on why I'm excited for Thor Ragnarok. It looks like it's going, nah, screw all the other stuff. We don't care. We're going to have a buddy cop movie and we're going to, you know, we're going to disconnect it from everything else and we're going to have some fun. Hmm. Yeah, but that's the thing, though. I think S.H.I.E.L.D. actually has stakes. That's the thing we keep saying no, they don't have. It does. Yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D. does have stakes. Those last two arcs in season four, just remember the numbers, like those two, those two arcs, like. Those had some, like, and you worry the characters might die. They, they don't feel indestructible. Yeah, I, I, I never feel I'm going into Thor going, oh, Hulk might die in this. <laughs> no, but I, I go into a new season of show, I'm like, oh my god, they might break up Fitzsimmons. Oh no, it's don't. Like, it's, like, oh, it's like, don't you dare kill Fitz this season. Don't do it. Yeah. Please don't do it. So, like, I, I do, like, it's, it's an interesting little dilemma uh, that, that they've got kind of going. Where it just, it's, start, it's starting to feel a little bit you know, factory processed kind of, but that, that, having said that, like Spider-Man surprised me a little bit and I really enjoyed that because it was a teen movie first. It was a teen coming of age movie first and then Super Heroics came second and because of that, it felt a bit fresh. Uh, Ragnarok. Yeah, I, might... I didn't like it as much as you did, but mm. it still felt fresh. I'll give it that. And Ragnarok might have a similar kind of vibe, but I think we'll see. I have just kind of felt formulaic and, and this is weird because I'd say phase one had a formula. Like, you know, oh, I had the, the opening bit and then it would cut back and then it would, you know, catch back up. But here's the thing, there's a, there's a lot of things, though, is all all of them, one, they were more spread out, they weren't coming as quickly. Two, it was the start of a shared universe, we hadn't really had that before, so that was exciting in and of itself, so it had that kind of, like, vibe for it. Mm. Um Whereas now, we're years later, we've been getting like two of these movies every year for years at this point. Um, and, you know, it's like, it's not, a, you know, the novelty's worn off. It's like, okay, we actually need good movies now. Um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're getting three this year and three next year. Yeah, that's just three, normal three, now. Three the year after, actually. Yeah, it's just the year now. Yeah, we've we've bumped up from two to three. Yeah. And 
I feel like, is this too many? Uh, which is something I kind of said at the start of this video, and now, now I'm kind of feeling it. I don't think it's too many, as long as they... Like, if all the other problems we said we had with them, where well, they're, they're kind of cookie-cutter, and they're kind of the same thing, if those problems weren't there, I don't think three would be too many. If they genuinely feel like there were different types think, of films. I think they really need to, you know, they keep doing things where it's like, oh, it's it's another genre in the trappings of a superhero movie. Like, mm. so Civil War, not Civil War, sorry, uh, Winter Soldier was like, you know, it's this political thriller. And Ant-Man was like a heist. And those things were great until you kind of get to the end of the movie. And, and it turned and, into and, the same and thing. And it turned into the superhero movie. I feel like they need to learn to, if they can avoid becoming the superhero movie at the end, then maybe it's it's like it's how I feel about um, you know uh, the Wolverine, where oh, yeah, 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 a great movie and then turns into a superhero movie at the end. Unlike Logan, which did not. Which which yeah, they they learned from their mistake and went no. Do you know what? We'll let you be your movie all the way through. Whereas I feel with Marvel, they're still going. Well, you can be your movie for two thirds, but then you've got to be a superhero movie at the end. Yeah. I, I concur. Come down. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just, myself out here now. I, might, I mean, I'm, I'm in a better mood now with Mar the Marvel movies than I was like earlier this year because I like Spider-Man a lot. Ragnarok looks fun. But you know, I like Guardians too, but it wasn't as good as the first. I did have problems with it. Uh, and oh, I'll, I'll agree with that. That was a shame. Um, I did not like Doctor Strange almost at all. I thought it was kind of a mess. I liked it at the time. I like it less now. <laughs> I had it was one of those where I, I had fun with it. I enjoyed it, but the uh, more I think about it, the less I like it. Um, and Civil War's fine. It just wasn't. It just I was underwhelmed. I don't, I don't. I don't quite get it. I think with Civil War, I was underwhelmed. Actually, there was a really good. Uh, like I've heard. I've heard people talk about it, um, and I kind of agree with this critique that I never really thought of. But uh, the fate at the end is actually really good. The, the you know at the end of the movie you have. The three ways, you know, it's Iron yeah, Man, yeah, yeah. Cap, and Winter Soldier. And that's the fate that has all the emotion in it because that's what the plot leads to. But the problem is, is that everyone's kind of deflated at that point because you've just sat through this 40-minute fight at the airport with, the, you know, the big war fight with all the characters. Yeah. And that fight doesn't actually have stakes because they're not really trying to kill each other or anything like that. It feels kind of forced because you want to have the big superhero versus superhero fight. And then the actual fight that has the emotion and actually is a good dramatic fight, you're kind of, like, just tired by that point. Uh, no, that's true. I think it's it's too long, isn't it? The movie. Yeah, you take it that airport fight, which I, I get has a lot of cool things in it. It does on a pure, just you know, like shallow yeah. level. A lot of great things in that scene. But if you take that scene out and you let it just go to this this more emotional fight, where there's actually emotion behind the punches and there's a reason for it. You know, because at the end in that last fight, you really feel that like Iron Man is trying to kill Winter Soldier. He's trying to do it. Yeah. No, I agree. And. I don't know. I feel. I remember when when that movie came out. I felt like we we were maybe two of the only people in our in our group that were like down on that movie. Yeah, and I wouldn't even say that. It just like it just wasn't amazing. Like I, I went in thinking, oh, it's basically Avengers three, and I never walked out feeling like that. I walked, and obviously it's not Avengers three, and that's a fair point. But my complaints were kind of more like, oh, it feels like the next episode of a TV show where I feel kind of unfulfilled. Like instead of getting like a complete product where I got an ending and I, I got like all these things. It felt kind of bloated, and I just, I don't know. I just wasn't in no, love with it. No, I, I agree. I don't mean... It was good, but I wasn't in love with it. Yeah. I think, I think Marvel needs to get back to doing some 
individually focused movies, which is why I think I'm looking forward to Thor Ragnarok because it looks like it's just doing its own thing. It, again, there are no stakes still. I'll grant you that. That's a con- different concern, but it's doing its own thing rather than going, hey, look, this is the next part of the universe, which I think why I mostly enjoyed this year because Guardians of the Galaxy, Spider-Man, they've they, all been kind of, yeah, we're, we're our own thing. For the moment, I mean, Spider Man's the closest to being the next part. Yeah, Sp- Spider Man had the most stakes, really, because the, the stakes were about because it was about a character arc. It was about him growing yeah. up and be, being a better person, and that was the stakes. It wasn't the yes. fight that was a stake, but like him having a proper arc was really what what, what sold the movie. Um, and while Thor does have an arc in this first movie it's kind of forced and rushed and it doesn't really feel earned. You don't really feel like, oh, he has been here long enough to really learn anything and be like, a better person. Now, I feel like we actually spent about as much time just talking about the MCU in general as we did about Thor itself. Because it's been a while since we've done a, an MCU thing, isn't it? It has been a while. It has been a while. And yeah, honestly, as much as I like Spider-Man, there, I do have a little bit of apathy. I'm not like super excited about it anymore. Like, I'll, I'll go and see it. It'll pro- I'll probably have good fun. Usually when I go to see them, I'll have a good bit of fun. But now, like, I, I used to go and see like the ones I like multiple times. I saw some of them three times in the in the theatre. Now, like, you know, I'll see it. Even if I liked it, I'll be like, yeah, that was good. And then I'll just... I'm at a point now where I don't even feel like I need to see them opening day, necessarily. Hmm. Like, there, there was a point where it's like, you know, like, you know, I mean, up to maybe... Probably all the way up to uh, Age of Ultron, where I was like, I'm going to see this opening day, you know, no matter what. Whereas now it's like, yeah, okay, opening weekend, maybe maybe Tuesday, Wednesday, when I get to it. No, 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 I don't feel the rush. It's not special anymore. Yeah. Uh, which is which is why I enjoy Star Wars feeling special, because it's not going to... I'm f- making the most of it. ...for much longer. In a few years' time, you're going to be like, you know I, what? I mean, if they keep it at one a year, at least that's one a year not two three a year it'll last longer yeah but then then, then, then so... it, it, no, i admit there is a point where it will still get to it but it's got to take longer surely but then yeah but then you'll, you're going to have solo which is going to get solo digits on rotten tomatoes to kill your mood oh come on you're, you're right you're 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 poo-pooing that but you're right you're right to poo-poo it because here's the thing because it's got star wars in the title it'll actually get a decent score out of obligation yeah it will, yeah, it will. because yeah. go back and look at those prequel scores on rotten tomatoes they are far too high they 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 get extra points because they're star wars movies it is an absolute i'm, I'm not disputing that i I will watch those movies and I will get my own enjoyment out of them, but I will not say they are good movies. And I don't know what Rogue One score is, but whatever it is, it's a joke. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> I like Rogue One a lot. We went over this. Like, I, I don't understand a lot of your criticism of Rogue One. Oh, I, 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 think, really it's a, I think it's a garbage movie. Rogue One's shit. Oh, I, I need to know what, what, it, what it was now. What's Just... the Rotten Tomatoes score for Rogue One? I guarantee you it's far too high. What what would you say is the highest that you would consider acceptable? I'll accept fifty, because that's down the middle. You know, it's, Jesus, fifty. That's but, that's far too low. Come on. No, it's it's, it's you know it's, it's uh, polarizing. I'll accept fifty, but anything higher than that's too positive. I don't think it was polarizing for the most part. But anyway, it, it's it's at eighty-five with audience <laughs> audience of eighty-seven, average rating seven point five. Eighty-five percent. 
I think that's fair. 85% of people liked that movie. I, I Yeah, I, I, my opinion of movie critics just, just <laughs> shot down dramatically. <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that, no. It's all right. Shall I make you feel better and see what Thor... Thor is bound to be far lower. Thor... may not be that much lower. Oh, I think it will be. I think Thor split a lot more people. Oh, the first one, I can see it have been at 70, I think. Oh, 77. Oh, yeah. Get, get up, you. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the, the meta score is a lot lower than that. The the meta score is 57. Meta's a bit harsher. That's fine. Um... Any final thoughts about Thor? This has been one of the least focused videos we've ever done. It really is, isn't it? I I think a lot of this comes down from I really like it and the things that I really like are things you just don't out of taste, whereas I agree with a lot of your genuine critiques, but I kind of discard them because I love the movie. It's one of those. Do do I think think when it's a movie like this that is relatively simple, there's not a whole lot of things yeah. to talk about beyond the the, the, the core things um, and then, then add in the fact that we've both seen it several times it's a recent movie ultimately it's not that interesting a discussion to talk about I'll t- okay I'll tell you something I genuinely really like the, the father son dynamic between Thor and Odin the idea of you know Odin being very kind of almost as reckless and as, as Thor in the sense that he doesn't really think about it it's like it, it's a very you know, fly off the handle anger in the moment. It's like, no, you did this, I'm going to punish you and it's going to be bad. And it's like, well, did it need to be that bad to teach him his lesson? Were there not other ways you could have talked through this? I like that sort of aspect of it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, I tried. <laughs> I tried, folks. What's your, what's your <laughs> I mean, the ca- cast is, I mean, you know, Seth Hemsworth was good. Hiddleston's good. Hiddleston's been, you know, they kept him around when they didn't really need yeah. to for a long time. I like Idris Elba as Handel. He's got a lot to do, but yeah, I like Idris Elba. Yeah, exactly. And I think he gets a. I think you say he doesn't get a lot to do. He does have some key pivotal moments still. You know, the idea that he's he's one of the first to stand up to Loki and you know make a stand and, and make a point, and he becomes like an actual you know a frozen symbol. Of of his defiance, I like that. You, you're almost there to making a really sort of deep point about something. You got us. He's a, uh, he's no, a literal I'm, frozen I'm, symbol I'm, of the defiance. I'm, 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 I'm just trying to go for. I can't quite get it there. This is this is what happens when I'm just thinking it's, them up on the spot. It's not that deep, Connor. You, you really you're I'm trying. Stretching. I'm stretching. I know. No, it's just not that deep. No, I'm I'm really trying to give it some weight, but it's it's fun. <laughs> what can I say? Well, I'm curious then if we're going to rate this out of ten, like what what are we landing on? Because I'm gonna, you know, I know this is high, but eight point five, and it's high, but I love it. I think it's more telling that your highest Marvel movie is an eight point five. Yeah, I think over the years they've come down. Like there was a time where I've told you this was like a nine, and like you know, and and you know, maybe like the first Guardians and Winter Soldier were also nines. Like, but now it's probably okay. They're all a bit lower. I kind of agree. My my opinion of them is kind of lowered a little bit over, as a whole uh, over over time. Yeah, I, I think when Avengers came out, I was probably tempted to say a ten. Like, I, I thought that was like one of the best movie experiences I've ever had. It was just the perfect build to this big climax, and like, all the characters were fun. And you know, and reading 
you know, the, the reason why I like Whedon so much is because he has all these poppy characters and they, they, they bounce off of each other. They all feel so distinct and they all feel useful. Uh, yeah. But, but you, I, I, you say you agree it wouldn't be a 10 now. No, I mean, I'd probably still give Avengers like a 9. I, I, I still think it's an excellently made blockbuster. Like, I think it's, yeah. it's... I love how simple it is. It all builds up to one fight and it feels great because of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, like, it's the only one I would give a 9, though. And then, then I would, you know, there'd be a couple of 8s... Uh, and then if I'm getting to Thor, six point five. Yeah, right. six point five, maybe maybe seven, maybe seven. That's fair. This is it. I, I'm I'm perfectly willing to admit my score is probably too high. Mm. But we've we've all got some of those movies. Yeah, no, I just I, I think it's I think it's a fine movie. It does, for the most part, what it, it needs to do. Um, yeah. I do have some legit criticisms. Uh, I think ultimately, I'm just not as excited by these Marvel movies as I used to be. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. It's, it's why across the board they've, they've lowered. And, and I, I will admit, there's like a weird bias here, and it's not a bias against Marvel. It's not that, but there's a weird bias in the sense that if DC were making movies that were just this good, I'd be kind of like happy to have that forever, probably because I like DC that much. I just I care about those characters inherently already. That I'm a bit more into. The movies it. don't need to convince you to care. Exactly. So, so I'm I'm inherently just a little bit more in, invested in what's going on, even if they're not the best things ever. That said, of course, they are turning out absolute shite. You know, Wonder Woman aside. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. Well, let's, let's let's be fair. Eighty-five percent of Wonder Woman aside. <laughs> yeah. Final fight, final fight's a bit rough, but uh, yeah, yeah. the rest of it pretty good. They actually made a good movie, there. so you know, thank you, Patty. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, we are not worthy. I will bow down before you. You made a good DC movie, uh, you know, first one since Nolan uh, had his had his you know hat in the ring. Uh, but yeah, so so Thor. I, I can't believe that we went over and over on this, and it was. Like maybe thirty minutes over. I, 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 yeah, I was gonna say I think twenty five minutes maybe if you cut down or actually about Thor. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! This I, is. Uh, I, I hope people enjoyed this conversation because <laughs> I don't know what else this was meant to be. Oh. I don't know what we're gonna do for Thor two. I'm not even sure we should even do it to be honest. After this, no, because uh, we've, we've done all this talk about the MCU. So when we do Thor two, when we run out of things it's to say be about a Thor hell two, of a short discussion. It's going to be, I mean, in some ways, it, it will be inherently more focused and tighter about Thor two, and specifically about its problems and um, what it does. But yeah, maybe we've not seen that one as much, so we'll maybe maybe have some fresher thoughts. Yeah, I, I yeah. don't know. It could be a really shit conversation. <laughs> Brace yourselves, folks. We may skip it. We'll talk about it. Yeah. We may skip it. Because we we're, were supposed to do this one last week, and now we're kind of a week behind, and we need to fit things in, so it may actually be easier to just say, you know what, it's going to be a shit conversation anyway, let's just skip Thor 2. I mean, I can tell you about it, like, like I said, Eccleston's wasted, Loki's pretty good, yeah, it's alright, funny. Fuck it, let's not watch it, let's just talk about it. Six, six out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> that's started oh, um, yeah. I, I like the comedy in it I remember like the comedy you know the, hanging the hammer on the on the, the clothes peg yeah. and um, the little things like that also I remember the, the, looking for the keys and like the, 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 when they're through the portal yeah and the, the, uh, 
the the Infinity Gem looks shit. Way too much Darcy. A lot of Dar- yeah, it was a lot of Darcy. Like, and I like Darcy in this one. Like, I have no problems whatsoever with Darcy in this first movie. Also, wasn't Selvig, like, crazy at, like, a, a hospital and he was yeah, naked yeah, and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he wasn't really crazy because he was right. Thorter's, yeah, Thorter's not that great. It's funny. I like the humour in it. Uh, some good Loki scenes. I'd give, I'd give, I'd give it, like, a, a 5 out of 10, I think. Maybe, maybe 4.5 out of 10. Yeah, my, my six out of ten might be just top of top of my head. First number that popped. So the sex may be a bit generous. Uh, I'm not lying. There. I, I, I've not seen it since it came out. Give me peace. <laughs> Neither have I. <laughs> Is that a Thor two review done? Have we not done? <laughs> I, I think we've done it. Yeah, I think we just nailed it. Look at us. We are time saving geniuses. I remember the most exciting thing about uh, Thor two when I watched it was um, what's his face from IT Crowd. Uh, which one's from IT Crowds in it? Not Moss. The other one. Oh, okay. Chris O'Dowd, is that his name? Yeah. There you go. I just yeah. forgot his name. Uh, oh, he's yeah, a, he's, isn't he? He's got a date with Natalie Portman at the start. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. And it was really surreal because it was, like, you know, Natalie Portman, an actress from movies, and then him from the IT Crowd. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't impressed, and I'm not surprised. Yeah, no. I, I remember liking that that Thor had to kind of begrudgingly go with Loki. He's like, all right, fine. You know, and they were like chained together almost. It was it was almost like, all right, we're in handcuffs sort of thing. I liked that aspect. Yeah, but... I think that's because I like Hiddleston as Loki. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't remember it that well to really talk about it no, anymore. Me, me either. This is, this is vague memories from I, I, three I, years ago. I remember kind of liking at least part of the final fight where they were kind of like, they kept going through more portals as they were fighting. And they kept kind of going through different places. I thought that was kind of an interesting idea. At least. Yeah, it had a, an interesting geography to it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Malachis was compl- a complete waste. Like Christopher Eccleston, he, he could be such a good villain and they just... You know. I think Eccleston had about four lines in the whole movie. He did. Apparently he shot tons and it was just all you know, oh, cut man. out. Do you know what? Eccleston has this problem in general where he really hates like producers because this happens to him a lot. Like... He, it, it's the whole reason he won't go back to Doctor Who is he has some problems with the with the producers uh, about things that went on and what was going to happen and it's why he left. He, it's why he left. It's why he won't come back. You know, he never came back for like the fifty specials. Why he says he's, he's just ruled out doing anything to do with it is because he he doesn't like the way things are done behind the scenes. Hmm. And I feel like this experience with Thor too will not have helped that. No, he basically left left movies and went and, go, went and did leftovers for a few years. That was his thing. For, it was a good choice. For, well, yeah, he's good in that show. So you know, yeah, he likes HBO and Damon Lindelof and their their business practice. He likes their the way they. I mean, he, he did more than one season for them. He did, yeah. Uh, that's true. He's he's in all three seasons. Exactly. Can't say that about Doctor. He's in one season of Doctor, <laughs> but he's bloody brilliant. It's been a while. I remember liking him, but it's been so. I, I, I can. I, I can. I can't tell you the plot of any of his episodes. Oh, man. So, I, uh, I vaguely remember him sitting in a Big Brother chair at one point, but that is a. Oh, uh, that's a yeah. That's a, a a high middle episode. Sure, but that's what I'm saying. It's just been so long that I can't remember yeah. the plots. And he's, he's a very underrated doctor. Uh, 
All right, so you get a bonus. You get a bonus review for Thor two because. We, we, we missed the week, and as much as I'd feel bad about skipping something we had scheduled, honestly, after that conversation, after how much we actually focused on Thor, I have no confidence that we'll actually focus on Thor too. Cause we, yeah, and I like Thor. And the funny thing is, is we we had planned to do like like some Avengers and like uh, like Cap and Iron Man movies before Infinity War next year. I'm kind of rethinking that now that we've done this. I'm kind of thinking. Yeah, I mean, um... maybe the Avengers movies just. Maybe, yeah. Just before Infinity War, rather than doing the other ones, because I don't know. I feel like if I watch Iron Man again and Iron Man Two, I'm just going to. I'm just going to. Yeah, I'm going to be sick of it. I remember for this, uh, the original plan as well was to do Incredible Hulk because obviously Hulk's in in Ragnarok and is a big part. And you know they're talking about how this is actually the start of a Hulk trilogy that's going to be spread across. You know, know, Hulk. uh, What's the nice idea? Uh, If we're not getting a Hulk movie, I like the idea that he's going to have like an actual sort of running subplot through like three movies that's actually kind of a cool idea it is but at the same time does it not play into our critique of well they just feel like parts of a tv show where okay i'm getting parts of hulk's story spread over three years well no it's okay if it's just hulk's story like if the main plots all feel contained okay i get you uh whereas, whereas one of the things with civil war that felt like a problem is that there were so many character things where it just and it imagine fe- watching that movie if you hadn't seen ant-man Exactly. Uh, there was just, there were so many things in that movie that it felt like there were so many subplots that were just kind of already going, and then they never a lot of them didn't even necessarily have endings. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's, it, that's 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 what I, what I mean when I say it felt like a TV show. I just felt like so much of it was left with without a sort of fulfilling conclusion. Um, yeah. So, we'll, we'll, but we'll we'll see. Uh, I, I am looking forward to Infinity War for the the over the top shenanigans cuz this thing I I I wouldn't say I'm looking forward to it at the minute I'm I, like I might be when it gets closer I see a trailer and I go oh yeah that it, looks good cuz right sh- now because it should be the biggest thing they've ever done it should be the culmination of like all these years and and if, you know from what we've heard described of the trailer they showed at Comic-Con or X Disney 23 or whatever it's called uh, D23 D23 that's that's the one you know I, they, they showed like trailers I think two of them uh, and they've not released them, but the description involves Thanos ripping a planet apart and then throwing the debris at the Avengers. That sounds amazing. Right. Here's <laughs> the thing for me. That sounds pretty cool, but you're saying, oh, it should be the biggest thing ever, and it should be, but I kind of don't care. I don't want it. I don't, I don't need the biggest thing ever anymore. Every movie is they, they're trying yeah, to be the biggest no, thing ever. I can't I want, argue with that. I want a good character movie. And I'm not, I know I'm, not gonna, I'm never going to get that in Avengers. But the problem is I'm not getting it in any of the character movies either. Yeah. No, see, this is the thing. Like, that's the first Avengers, right? The first Avengers is not necessarily a character. I mean, he does like, a pretty decent job of like giving them all like, a little arcs. Uh, they all get at least a yeah. moment or two, yeah. But... It works so well as an action movie because it's like you set up the threat, you build the plan, and the team has to come together and work together at the end, right? And it's yeah. this big... And the action's actually really good uh, compared to a lot of the other Marvel movies where the, the final fight's just kind of whatever and it's, you know... Yeah, so, like, that's, that's what Infinity War needs to be. It needs to be, as much as there's so many characters, what you do is you keep the actual plot simple. Thanos shows up, he gets the glove, he gets the stones, he gets whatever, and... yeah. Fighting happens. Part, part of the problem, I think, with Civil War that I had, that there was just too many subplots, and it was I all... Think, do you know what? I think Civil War is almost the turning point for me, where every, it became where, you know, every movie had to be, like, the next Avengers bit. Like, you know, and it's... Just, I mean, 
Oh, Winter Soldier is probably the start of it, actually, even though I really like Winter Soldier. It's like, oh, this is the next biggest thing. It's so important that you can't go into Avengers 2 without seeing, you know, without seeing Winter Soldier. Mm. And it's like, yeah, but I don't want any of these movies to be that. I get that the Avengers movies as the team ones should be, you know, these are the big things. But the character movies don't need to be the biggest threats ever. I don't need that in them. Yeah, because actually, my, I mean, I like Winter Soldier a lot as well, but my, big, my the biggest, the thing I would take out of Winter Soldier is the whole third act with the all the helicarriers and yeah. them just blowing up and all that. Like, no, I didn't need that giant like CG fest at the end. You didn't need that because yeah. the, the story was strong enough. The Winter Soldier story itself was strong enough to carry and, it. And to go back to this year specifically, it's I like Guardians of the Galaxy because it was fun specifically it was it was maybe okay yeah it was trying to be a bit too big for what it was and the character moments weren't there as much but it was fun but spider-man was about a character story that's what it was yeah hands down and thor looks like it's trying to be a character it's not trying to be the biggest movie like undoubtedly in in no way looks like it's trying to be that but it looks pretty big it is i mean a big in budget and scale but it doesn't like not in the same way that oh it's trying to be like you know the the next part of this big story in the way that Civil War is, or you know Winter Soldier. Yeah, I guess the difference is is that a lot of other movies we we keep saying Marvel don't have stakes, but the trailers pretend there is. And yeah, that's the, but, but yeah. I don't think the the Thor trailers aren't pretending there's stakes. Yeah, it's got a sense of humor in the trailer, so you kind of yeah, it, not take it too seriously. So you're like, not. Yeah. At, at no point in those trailers does it go. Oh, everything's going to change. It's going to be a big ramifications for everyone. It's like, nah. Thor and Hulk have some fun, and they go. They, they got. They go on a space journey and and beat up some dudes. That's kind of what it looks like. What happened? We fought. I won. That doesn't sound right. Well, it's true. <laughs> like, exactly. You know, it's, it's just that. It's the banter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God, we went on a lot. Well, I was not expecting this. <laughs> it's opened a can of worms, though, because we feel really mixed in these Marvel movies now, and it's just kind of opened this this can, and we're... I think, and, and I think it's especially as... I feel like my opinion on these is kind of an outsider opinion, even though more, more and more recently I feel like it's kind of become a, a, you know, a more popular opinion. It... I still think we're in the minority, but I don't think it's as much of a minority as it used to be. I feel like now it's like amongst nerds, we're, it's, you know, we're at least at like thirty percent of people feel this fatigue, maybe right. forty even. But here's the thing: like for for a long time now, I've just kind of avoided talking about them because I can't really be bothered to just argue anymore about yeah, it. I, I, I don't that, care enough about them to argue with people that, that much. That's the thing: I don't think they are worth arguing about. It's just you know. Yeah, so because I haven't actually talked to the, about them in so long, it's kind of all coming out now. The, the funny thing is, like, I mean, I hate Batman v Superman, and I, you know, I hated Suicide Squad, but oddly, the conversation was more interesting because they were so terrible and there was things to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just kind of, and, and it's like if you'd asked me about Iron Man two at the time, I'd have been able to keep you know, like the problems that we're talking about, like how oh, it just feels like it's parts, it's just setting up you know, Avengers, it's not doing anything for itself. But now I feel like that applies to so much of the line that I'm like, well, what's the point in talking about Iron Man 2? I mean, that's it. All, all, most of it's still better than Iron Man 2, but it's... Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's kind of a weird thing. Because even Iron Man 2, like, Iron Man 2, I think, is... I mean, I think the first Avengers is the worst Marvel movie. 
arguably Doctor Strange is now down there as well. But, uh, I mean, for me, Iron Man 2 is down there with them. Yeah, but I'm saying Iron Man 2 for most people is like either the worst or it's right after like what your worst is. You know, it's just down there. Yeah. Um, but I think even at the time, though, back in 2010 when that came out, I feel like most people were kind of forgiving. They were kind of lukewarm and they're just like, oh, but no, it's still pretty good. Because most people are just excited. They were excited about building to the Avengers. They were excited about all these things. Uh, that's true. It's when you go back and watch it a second time. You, yeah, once but, you've seen Avengers and you're like, well, okay, what was the point of this movie? Yeah, it's just, it, feel, it feels pretty what, worthless when you watch it now. What, once you've had Avengers, it's, it's not even now, it's once you've had Avengers, it's not, te- you know, because you've. What it's teasing, you've already had. So you don't care. Yeah. Which is why a movie can't just be a trailer for another movie. It has to do something on its own, because otherwise it will not live up to repeat viewings. And that's yeah. what we've seen with Iron Man 2, I think, especially. Yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> Alright, well, that ended up being a lot more A, long, B, not about Thor, and C... Um, a bit of a tirade. I'm intrigued to see if you actually just title this the Thor review, or is it the Thor review, kind of? <laughs> Thor review for about 30% of it, and then the rest of it is just a discussion about the MCU. At, at least it got to a point where we acknowledged, we were just like, screw it, this isn't a Thor review anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I don't know, would people rather, like, if we started viewing off like this, that we just cut ourselves off, or is it worth having what was hopefully maybe an interesting discussion about why we don't feel that in love I mean, with the MCU anymore? I think it's this, for me, personally, like, I, I don't mind doing this, because we don't do it very often. Oh, we don't, yeah. No, and it's only true. when we get to something like this, where we've kind of gone off on one. Most of the movies we've done, which is, you know, it's quite a a reasonable amount of movies we're up to now. I mean, you probably know the exact number. I believe this is number 42 or 3. Right, so 42, we did 43. a good 40 movies. Well, we stayed on track for, you know, most of those. Yeah, yeah, they had a little tangent about Buffy the Vampire Slayer here or there. Sure, that was bound to happen because you're in the conversation. But, for the most part, they're pretty focused on, on their respective movie. So we were due a blowout. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, it's almost a shame Matt's not here because Matt would defend them a lot more. Yeah, yeah, he would. Matt, Matt loved Civil War. Matt would just stick up for a lot of this stuff. Uh, he likes Thor, so you know I feel bad that there's not someone here to argue the opposite side. It's it's kind of an echo chamber in here because as much as we disagree with why we our opinions on Thor to an extent, we have a very similar opinion of the MCU as a whole right now. Yeah, I mean commenters. You, a lot of you, I'm sure, are more in love with the MCU than us still. So yeah, tell, yeah, tell, no tell us why. Start some discussion. Yeah, uh, the thing is, I, I kind of get it. Like, if you care about these characters outside of the movies themselves, I get why it doesn't have to do as much for you. Because, like I say, like, you know, I, I mean, I'm watching you know the DC shows every week, and it's not like Flash, Supergirl, or Legends of Tomorrow are that great, really. That that you know that they they have a lot of faults. Like if if you didn't care about those characters, I think you could easily walk into those shows and go, "What's the point of watching this?" It's, it's, it's you know, it's kind of fluffy. It's not that, and it has moments of good or greatness, but you know, it is kind of typical network TV for a lot of it. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I think the fact that I love those characters already are what makes it unbearable. Sounds harsh, but kind of in a weird way, like you know, like it's, I've already it, got it a connection. It stops it being bearable and makes it enjoyable. 
Yes, as long as it's, it's got at least a certain level of quality. Obviously, yeah, it yeah. can dip below that, you know, and they've all done that at various points. Legend Season 1, not very good. Uh, Supergirl, whenever Monel started being a big feature. Yeah, oh. Flash, most of Season 3. Not all. Hit and miss. 70%. I wouldn't say it was a block, it was more just kind of hit yeah, and miss as it went along. Arrow, most of the show now. <laughs> it nosedived uh, yes, yeah. at a certain point. So, you know, um, but so the point I'm making is that, yeah, if you're a Marvel fan, if you love these characters from the comics, absolutely. I get why it doesn't have to be the best thing ever every single time. Uh, But the thing is, though, is that there are times when they hit it and it's just genuinely really good and it doesn't matter. Like, I think the first Avengers is that good. It does not matter. The first Guardians of the Galaxy, it does not matter. You've never heard of those characters. It makes you care about the characters on its own merits, on its own right. No. Absolutely. These characters, like, I, I like that, that franchise. Guardians of the Galaxy is a concept I like now when I had never heard of them before. Because that movie... I, I, I've played the, you know, the, the Telltale game now. Mm, I, but And I enjoyed it. It was a different take on it, but I enjoyed it because I, I formed my connection because of that movie. Yeah, whereas I wouldn't, I wouldn't say like I'm a Thor fan because of the movies, Captain America a little bit more so. But even then, like you know, I'm not like huge into it. I'd Iron say Man, I was, I'd say I was a Thor fan if if Thor two had been better. Iron Man, I really like movie Iron Man, comic book Iron Man. I've tried to read some of his stuff, and it's not really done anything for me. Robert Downey Jr. is kind of what makes Iron Man Iron Man to me. No, I agree. I I tried to read. Uh, Kieran Gillen's Iron Man, and you you know Kieran Gillen, I, I rave about. He's one of my favorite writers. Ah, you love that guy. I, I can't read that Iron Man run. I tried. I, I tried. Bored. I tried reading his Matt Frac- the Matt Fraction Iron Man run. I I read the first arc, first six issues. And it was okay, but I just I was. That's that's kind of why I was with the Gillen stuff. I was like, I mean, it's fine, but it's not doing anything for me. Oh, I, I, yeah. So I mean, yeah, all all cards on the table. Like we 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 aren't Marvel lovers but we love agents of shield because it made us care about all those characters and that wasn't great to begin with that got great later on i think though that the reality is the vast majority of people who see these movies aren't marvel lovers they're reliant on these movies to give them everything contextually they're never going to read the comics they're never going to care and for some people that's enough because like as much as i do have a lot of problems with some of them and how kind of like repetitive they're getting and how they kind of feel the same I'll take them way over. Like, see, see, 10 years ago, when it was Roland Emmerich movies every, like, summer, and it was Michael Bay movies every summer, and, you know, I feel like the the stupidity of the blockbuster has at least diminished a bit. Um, yeah, no, I'll give you that. Especially, you know, like when the worst of these franchises are, you know, Iron Man 2, First Avenger, you know, may, maybe Thor 2, to be honest. Yeah, go watch Transformers Doctor Strange. 4. No, to be fair, Transformers 4 was in this time period, but I feel like Michael Bay... He's a holdover, isn't it? Yeah, he's a holdover from that era. Whereas most of the others, like, yeah, sure, you've got Geostorm, you know, this year, but like, it's not. That's not the the tent pole anymore. That's just that feels like it's just kind of sitting around. Yeah, no one's gonna go see. No one's gone to see that really, had they? <laughs> Honestly, that movie's so stupid looking that I wouldn't be against watching it someday. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you familiar with the plot? No. I, I don't Humanity has built a satellite that is capable of controlling the weather and the climate, so there's no more natural disasters. But someone hacks into it and starts a geostorm where there's storms all over the planet doing crazy things. And Jared, so, Jared Butler has to go up to the space station and float around it and try and fix it before the planet's destroyed. 
Here's the thing. You tell me that as a blockbuster, I hate it. You tell me that as a B movie, I utterly love it. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is that bad? Uh, no, I, I kind of get you. I kind of get you. <laughs> I kind of get you. Uh... <laughs> so, uh, so we, we done? I guess we're done. Yeah, I guess we're done. <laughs> I, look, I, I I want to love these movies. I really do. I like Spider-Man. Spider-Man surprised me. Spider-Man's the most enthusiastic I've been about one of these movies in a while. Uh, and I'm hoping Ragnarok continues that trend. I'm hoping Infinity War caps it off. But even after this enthusiasm, I'm still not quite at that level I was back in the earlier days where it was it felt fresh and exciting. Now it's just kind of like, okay, I hope the next one's good. But the hype isn't there. I'm not anticipating them the same way that I used to be. I honestly don't know if there's anything they can do for me to ever feel like that again. No, that's 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 fair. I think the quality would just have to skyrocket, and just I'd feel like, oh no, the quality is just that good every time. It would have to, it'd have to really do something different, wouldn't it? But at least right now, the way I feel about them, even with Ragnarok, which I do think looks good, is that the release date is going to sneak up on me. I'm not going to be like looking forward to it and like, oh, it's only had two weeks till the Ragnarok. It's going to be one week till Ragnarok. I'm going to be like, oh, it's out tomorrow. Oh, go see it. Cool. No, no you're it. right. Even now, I'm like. You know, now I'm thinking, I'm like, hang on, we're doing the Thor review. That means it's not that far away. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, oh, shit. But I'm not going to notice. I'm just going to be like, oh, it's out this week. Cool. But that's going to be my, my, my reaction when I realise. And that'll be it. Yeah, pretty much. Where was, there was a time when I was like, you know, really anticipating and counting down. And, yeah. Uh, and that, those days are gone. But hey, uh, can't have that forever. Um, but no. Uh, but then, but you know, then you know, and it, it, I guess it doesn't help that there's other blockbusters in the last couple of years, like Mad Max Fury Road, where it's like, oh no, that this is what I want. This is fresh. Yeah. This was exciting. This was great. This was, and this holds up. This is completely self-contained, and it works on its own merit. And I it, really need to watch the the, the Black and Chrome version. Yeah, and then you've got the Apes trilogy, which ended up being fantastic. And then, and, and then something like Logan, which takes the superhero stuff and does something original with it. Yeah, and you've got New Mutants. The trailer. For, I don't know if you've seen the trailer for that. I, I've seen the the shortened you know clip. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think the trailer looks great. It looks a bit too generic, but I do actually really appreciate that it's a horror movie and it looks like a I, horror that's movie. That's it. I appreciate them <laughs> going. No, screw it. We're doing something different. It may We're end up sucking. It may end up sucking because it looks like a kind of shit horror movie. But at the very least, they're trying to do a different genre, and it's not just like oh, it's still kind of a superhero movie. No, it's it's a horror movie. It looks like a horror movie. Yeah, get yeah. it where it's due. Uh, so fair play to that, uh, and I'm all for horror movies coming out on Valentine's Day. I think that's a fantastic idea. Yeah, yeah, I'm down for that. Is that is that when it's coming? I think so. Cool. There we go. That has been our review of Thor. Ish. <laughs> oh man, um, that that has kind of been a review of Thor. Uh, let us know what you think of Thor. Let us know what you think of the MCU. Are you still excited about these movies coming out? <laughs> let us know how much bollocks we just chatted for an hour and a half. Let, are you still excited? Let us know in the comments. Uh, like, subscribe if, if you know if, <laughs> if you enjoyed this at all. Uh, get us on Twitter at mail underscore fuzz. If you want to support to uh, the, the, if you want to support the channel, <laughs> you can go to patreon.com slash mailfuzztv. Uh, and do that over there and uh, you get these influxes a week early you, 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 this hot take like there's people watching this a week early because they get it early <laughs> for a dollar and, and and they're gonna love it i don't know if they will i feel I don't like, know either. i think uh, that was a bit of an ambitious statement i, I, I feel like the patron number is going to go down after this it, is is this where we jump the shark <laughs> it may be it may be i don't know uh but there you go that is that's been us so thank you very much for watching 
all listening, we always appreciate it. We love you loads. Please don't leave us. Especially if you stood through all of this. I know, I know this was kind of awful in an unfocused kind of way, but maybe sometimes a rant is a good idea to get off our chest. So thank you very much once again. We really do appreciate it. Keep watching movies. You could have watched one in this discussion with the length of it. We'll see you next time. Goodbye, guys. <laughs>